Hey guys, this is Chuma again, and you are listening to The Silent Doc. If you enjoy what you are listening to, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Currently, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Uh, please subscribe and leave a review because it goes a super long way. Uh, the links will be in the show notes below. And also, if you have thoughts about the podcast, find me at The Silent Doc on Instagram. I'm always looking for new ideas or feedback. Um, to see if we can make the podcast better. So with that, let's get to it. The Storm. This is not New York. And this is not to minimize the amount of patients who might eventually fill and overrun our hospital. But again, I say, this is not New York, or New Orleans, or Detroit. It's just not. While our PPE supplies are limited, we haven't been forced to wear garbage bags into the hospital or required to create makeshift masks at home to combat a hospital shortage. We haven't been so strapped for ventilators that we were forced to treat two patients with the same machine at the very same time? While we can acknowledge the difficulty of taking care of COVID patients, their bodies aren't overfilling our morgues and spilling into U-Haul trucks. That just isn't our reality. Not yet, at least. So while we feel the pain of COVID-19, we are a ways off from the eye of the storm, but we have to prepare like a storm is afoot. So we are being cautious, reworking schedules, training providers on personal protective equipment, and decreasing our footprint in the hospital. And it seems like patients are following our lead. They too are decreasing their presence within our four walls. The place where I work feels more like an abandoned high-tech warehouse than a hospital. Sometimes walking the hallways, I wonder, am I living in a quiet place? And then I walk a bit softer. The clinics are empty as we have switched most all visits to telemedicine. The majority of our consultants operate via telephone to decrease the potential spread of the virus. Crowded voices no longer fill the hallways of the wards for rounds, but rather pack themselves tightly into uncomfortable Zoom meetings. A dwindling number of elective procedures have shuttered many operating rooms and procedural suites. Meanwhile, we hear stories of overrun hospitals running out of basic materials for their providers. Gloves in short supply in hospital, having to ration them to respective units. Pinched pharmacies having to move to second-line sedatives because so many patients are requiring intubation, or even worse, paralysis. Blood cast kits have been in shorter and shorter supply, making being intubated an even more perilous proposition. And as if it was just the equipment that was in short supply, in some areas, The healthcare workers have been stretched so thin, doctors from different specialties, not familiar with managing intensive care patients, have been told to do just that. An ophthalmologist who has treated someone's cornea for the past 10 years is thrust into the ICU. In these units, most of their patients will be in multi-organ failure, with vision being the least of their problems. A fourth-year medical student receives an early promotion to join an overextended workforce. Whole medical teams become comprised of subspecialists pulled from their daily work 
to combat COVID-19. So again, this is not New York. In some ways, it is quite the opposite. Instead of patients overrunning our hospital, whole units have been shut down just to accommodate for their absence. Many hospitals in our area are now operating at lower capacity than usual, having to furlough significant amounts of their ancillary care providers due to decreased volumes, becoming more lean to combat decreased occupancy. This stark contrast has been perplexing. Did our catchment area suddenly become healthier despite the global pandemic? I doubt it. We may find that more people have succumbed to this virus than we had initially thought. Quarantined individuals making a conscious decision to forego receiving medical therapy, perhaps believing their symptoms weren't indicative of disease. Maybe these were decisions made out of a deep-seated mistrust of the system, or a desire for personal autonomy, or perhaps just a decision born out of the confusion of fear. Only time will tell when we are forced to pick up the broken and mismatched pieces the virus has laid before us. So again, this is not New York, and I acknowledge we are not in the eye of the storm, but it has become clear to me that COVID-19 has touched down here as well. Thank you.